This is the Real Estate Foundation, your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level? Well, you need to join us October 12th, Saturday, October 12th, for our one-day multifamily foundation workshop. We're going to bring it to you live. We got a list of 15 speakers that are going to go through the process of everything it takes to get your mind right, get the deal right, learn the terms, understand the markets, learn how to find the deals, learn how to underwrite the deals, learn how to put your team together, everything from property managers to brokers to insurance companies. Beyond that, what's the proper way to raise funds for a deal and how to close a deal and what to do after you take over a deal. So it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be awesome for you to join us. Got a great space. It's going to be here in New Jersey, in Springfield, New Jersey. Of course, it's going to be a one-day event, but we got everything packed in from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right now, if you put in the code workshop, you're going to get a special discount. And again, that code is workshop, but you need to go to multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com and go fast because we've sold a ton of tickets for this. I actually was able to get a bigger room, so but that's filling up quickly as well. So again, www.multifamilyfoundationworkshop.com. Put in the code uh, workshop. There we go. Got that down and look forward to seeing you so we can all take massive action together. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason Peely. It's only Peely today, and we have an amazing, amazing show for you today. We have the amazing Edna Keep. Welcome, Edna. Thank you so much, Peely. My pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Well, guys, Edna is the co-founder of 3D Real Estate Profit in the Prairie Real Estate Investor Group and Multiple Ways to Wealth a training, education, and membership organization for real estate investors. That's an amazing, amazing bio, short and sweet, and I'm going to keep it there. I have so many other things to read, but I'd rather hear you say it, Edna. So, Edna, how did you first get started in real estate? You know, my background is actually as a financial advisor, and so I sold mutual funds and life insurance for many, many years. Perfect. And uh, we just decided that, you know, all our income was tied to mutual funds. So if the market was up, we did better. If the market was down, not so good. Because uh, the old uh, saying about buy buy low and sell high just never works in that, in that people just don't like to buy when the market's down. Um, so we just thought, you know what, we'll maybe buy a house or two it would supplement our income, supplement our retirement because as self-employed people, we didn't have any of that, uh, no pensions. Um, so we, uh, I actually started talking to some of my clients that I knew were into real estate and a couple of them mentioned um, that uh, the Rich Dad Poor Dad group was coming into our city and that I should attend one of their free events. So we did and I uh, got excited right then and there and signed up. 
uh, for a three-day weekend, which we went to, we had no idea about the power of real estate. You know, we just didn't. Um, when when clients of mine used to come in to me and say uh, that they were going to invest in real estate, I would say, why would you invest in an asset class that pays like 3% a year? Like, I don't get it. I didn't understand <laughs> the power of leverage, your tenants paying down your mortgage, all that. Just did not get it. Um, so when I, when we were done that weekend, we knew it was something that we wanted to, to do more of. So we signed up, spent 27,000 us on our education and we immersed ourselves the next year, uh, in learning different things. And, um, within 18 months, we built our passive income up to 5,000 a month. We had wow. 50 doors where we, our long-term plan was to get. 50 doors. We thought five, 10 years doesn't really matter. You know, that that's going to give us our needs. So when we hit that in 18 months, I knew then I could not stay in the financial world uh, selling mutual funds. So I sold my practice and I set it up so that I would get paid out over the next four years. So then that would get us to, to the income that we needed to make because I was easily making 10,000 a month without like just on a recurring, um, like trailer fees, it's called. Mm -hmm. So I just, that had to be my number. Everything else I could work uh, above, but that was my kind of my financial freedom number. I could do what I wanted to if I had that number. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, we went, we went at it and we have never stopped. Crazy, crazy. I love the story. I love how you just took action, went to your first rich dad, poor dad. I mean, most people like they'll read the book, they'll read a couple more books, but you read the book, took the class, got 50 doors in 18 months and you have gotten skyrocketing since. So usually my next question is about mentors, but you already told me about that. You went into rich dad, poor dad. So tell me more about how the mentorship and how mentorship affect, affected your life. And those are really powerful, great questions because the, the group, um, we got to pick a mentor. There was the, I think they had three or four mentors that we could pick. And we picked the lady who actually was from our city. Uh, and, you know, she came out, I think we signed up in, in June. She came out in January and uh, we had our three-day mentorship. We went through drug houses. We went to the courthouse. We, we did so many interesting things. And, um, and, and she, to this day, she's a good friend of ours. Uh, she's come and she's spoken at my events that I put on. But one of the biggest things she did for me, Peely, she actually introduced me to our very first partner. And the partner had been a student of hers two years prior. And they were working in our market and they already had like 20 doors when we met them. As a matter of fact, at the three-day event that we took, there was somebody there who kept talking about this couple in Regina, this couple in Regina. So we met them um, and it instantly felt a connection. And we, we started working with them uh, and, and it was so much easier because, you know, it took a lot of that pressure on I have to do this all by myself. I have to make all these decisions. I got to figure out if the property's good. I got to figure out, you know, if the tenant's good. I got to get financing, all that stuff on my own. It was all, all of a sudden, it was like halved. It was like, okay, this is our role. This is their role. They had property management already they were doing, which terrified us. Uh, and, and that 
I think was the biggest catalyst that helped us buy the 50 doors in the, in the 18 months because they already had some. So they understood the areas. They would take us to these houses and I'd go, really? You'd buy this? <laughs> this is a great house for rental. Edna. remember, you're not going to live here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. And uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. And I'd say, and what about all the work that needs to be done? Oh, don't worry. That's how we build our value. That's how we work it. So we started buying houses with them. Um, Shortly after uh, we, got, we got started, we were out trying to meet a realtor uh, who could help us grow more. And he said, Edna, why don't you buy an apartment building? And I said, oh, gosh, I can't buy an apartment building. I don't even have 10 houses yet. Like, you, know, you, know, you know, whoa. And he goes, actually, you can. And I go, well, tell me more. And he says, well, I have a 24 unit for sale. Um, and it's, it's a really good price. He said, it's kind of top of the market, but he says with, with what's happening in the market, it's not going to stay there. Um, and so I think you should make an offer. So I said, okay, write it up. He says, well, don't you want to see it? And I said, well, I thought I got told you don't need to see the apartment buildings beforehand. He's all, oh, that's right. He said, but I said, what I'll do is I'll go drive by it while you're writing up the offer. So I drove by it. He wrote up the offer and I came back, I signed it. And uh, within 24 hours, we had the offer accepted. So uh, our partners were actually away on a training course that weekend. And we were just w patiently waiting for them to land in Regina. And I texted and I said, we need you guys to come over before you go home. They had two young kids, so we, we wanted to catch them before they went home and put the kids to bed. Can you do that? Yep, yep. So they walked in the door and we said, okay, if we got a 24-unit apartment building uh, if under contract, would you partner with us on it? And they went, absolutely. Yes. And they, I, we had just come back from a weekend and they said, we, we set a goal that we wanted to own. Um, and I can't remember it was, if it was 24 or 50 doors, I can't remember, but holy cow, 24, boom, just like that. The minute we walked back in the door. So we, we partnered with them on it, uh, 50, 50. And that's, that was our very first apartment building deal. Wow. Wow. Talk about action taking. I mean, just like on your, on your partner's part, they put the, they put the number, they put the, the momentum, the thought into the universe and it came back, back to them big time from yeah. an opportunity that you just, you just took action and took down wow what a great and what a great story and just i mean for the listeners out there i mean think about it edna did this in 18 months but listen to what she's saying she's saying she had the right mentors she had the right partnerships you're not going to do this alone i beg you not to do it alone find people find partners find mentors that can take you to that next level take you to doing this in 18 months take you take you to one from having one home to 50 in 18 months that's crazy wow wow <laughs> you know it was such an exciting time for for us even when i look back on it i think holy cow but you know we really fed off each other they would be here and then you know it'd be like we just kept you know not not one upping but you know, if we dare to do that, do we dare to do this? Absolutely. And, and we just both had that kind of attitude and, uh, and, and it worked, it worked out really, really good. And, you know, we've stayed in that frame of mind. We're continually getting new partners, new mentors, depending on which level we want to go to. One of my coaches says, Edna, new level, new devil. 
So every time it's different stuff that you're running into and you know, it's limiting beliefs that you have. It's, uh, oh my gosh, can I actually do that? And, and your, your coach says, well, of course you can. And they see the future you when your existing people see the existing you, right? Yes. And, and that was even, you know, when we bought the apartment building with a couple, I don't think they would have did that on their own as we would not have done it on our own because it was too much responsibility, too scary. But to have a partner that was in the same page, in the same mindset, it, it just made it so much easier. Well, let's talk a little bit further about this because I like where our train of thought's going. So let's talk about the power of positivity and having those right people in your, in your group. Can you give us more examples of how your coach, your partners, your mentors have taken your life to the next level? Like, in fact, give us, give us some of your fears and how they helped you take you out of those fears. Well, you know, real estate has challenges and uh, some of those challenges, if I was working all by myself, I would just think they were overwhelming. But, you know, I always have a partner who's, oh yeah, that's happened to me. This is how I handled it. You know, you know, the one thing with real estate I always feel is it's very forgiving long-term. So even if the initial purchase wasn't that perfect or you're going through a market uh, correction where the values have dropped and the rents have dropped, I'm talking to people who've been in the business for 20 years and they're saying things to me like, you know, um, if I had a conversation with myself 20 years ago, one of the, one of the things I would say is stop sweating the small stuff. For example, one guy, and, and this wasn't even a, a coach or a mentor, it was just somebody I heard on a podcast. And he said, I would tell my younger self, just do it. He mm -hmm. said, I had an opportunity to buy, I think it was a, 24 unit for $500,000. And he said, I negotiated with that guy for six months over $15,000. And he said, I was just lucky because nobody else was buying at the time. And he said, six months later, I ended up buying for exactly what the guy wanted in the first place. And he said, but you know what the power of that was? He says, 20 years later, I just refinanced that building and pulled out two million bucks. What? Boom. Deal over 15 grand. <laughs> well, it just goes to show like the people, like had you been in his life at that time or had somebody else been in his life at that time, they would have been like, okay, guy, it's 15 grand. Just buy the building. Do the numbers work? Great. Buy it. The, uh, I mean, it's mind boggling that he could have missed out on all that money. So- you know, I just want to top this up. So just this morning, I had a conversation with one of my students and we talked uh, yesterday, no, last, yeah, on Tuesday night, because that's my group call. And I said, make an offer on that property, make it up, they're asking for $4.99. I said, make it at $4.50 and get it under contract today. And I'll, you write up the offer, have your realtor write up the offer and I'll look at it. Because I said, it doesn't need to be complicated. Just get it under contract. So she calls me today. She spent hours on these spreadsheets. She, her realtor wrote up this offer. She sent the offer to the lawyer. And in the meantime, somebody else made an offer on the building. I go, okay. So first of all, why did you waste time going to the lawyer? Well, I just thought he should review that offer. And I go, does your lawyer own an apartment building? I don't think so. I go, why wouldn't I review it for you? It makes more sense, right? You know, you're, how much did you pay him? 
Well, not very, very much, only 200 bucks. But I can use this forever and ever and ever. They go, yeah, but you just wasted hours of time and you lost the deal because somebody else made an offer on it. Well, the realtor said they, they haven't accepted it yet, so I could still put in another offer. I go, then go back. Oh, and the realtor wanted her to put an offer in at 400. I go, does your realtor own any property? She goes, well, actually he does. And I go, well, regardless if he does or not, make that offer for 450. And the minimal amount of conditions, because she said, my lawyer said, put this condition in this condition in this condition, this condition. I said, you need one condition, financing. Write it up, get back. And she says, well, I should do this and I should do that. No, you shouldn't. You should make the offer and get it accepted. Everything else comes after. You can still negotiate this deal right up till the day you remove conditions. And, and you know what? She's got an opportunity to refinance that building after putting in 150, 200,000 for a million bucks. She will get all her initial money back. <laughs> and, and, and what? You got to talk to the realtor. You got to talk to the lawyer. <laughs> Send me three analysis sheets that I didn't even look at and set up another, like, and yeah, it has to be action. You have to listen to your coach. That's the other thing. <laughs> so that's exactly, great minds, great minds think alike. So while you were saying this, I'm like, okay. So the question I, I want to ask you is how much is she paying you to give her what she needs to take her life to the next level? And why isn't she listening to you? Because obviously she chose you for a reason. You know what you're doing. You're an excellent coach. So why wouldn't she just listen? So for my listeners out there, another clue. If you hire a coach, listen to them. Listen to them. You're paying them to see your better self. They see where you can go. The best coaches can see your up level. That, yeah. that, that like amazing person that you want to be, you're better, the better person of, your, of yourself. They can see that. So listen to them. Oh, amazing story. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So what, what you told us about the 24 unit, but what did your first deal look like? Number one. You know what? Our very first deal was actually a condo and it was about maybe eight blocks from where we lived. And we'd, we'd hired a realtor um, and, and I'd been told to go with realtors who understood the rental market, not, not our personal friend. <laughs> and I didn't listen. I went with a personal friend cause we liked him. You know, he was easy going. We could I get that. Stuff like that. And uh, so he, he was looking for us and, and we love that. Uh, and he, he found an apartment building that had just been condo and there was some units in there for sale. So he took us by um, and, and we had, some equity in our home that we were going to use. We'd accessed it, pulled it out. It was ready to go. Um, so when he took us over to look at these condos, we pulled up because I didn't know that area very good. We pulled up and he goes, I said, these are the ones for sale. He said, yeah. And I said, well, is that one for sale? And you know what, Peely? Just the month before my oldest daughter had moved in there to rent it, did not know they were coming up for sale. And I went, okay, I'll take that one because I already know I have a good tenant. She would never miss her rent payment. She would have done that. Never, ever. Um, and so I will buy that one. Okay, let's go write the paperwork up. Um, he, had, he's, he went home to write it up. We went to do other things. 
in the meantime, I called my daughter and I said, hey, uh, I think we're going to buy the unit that you're living in. And she goes, oh my gosh, really? Oh, that's so exciting. We talked about it. And she said, you know what? The people next door, mom, have been living there for 17 years. So I called my realtor and I go, is the one next door for sale? He goes, let me check. Checked. He said, absolutely. I said, you know what? I'm going to take both of them. So we bought those two, those two units. Those were our very first purchase uh, equity out of our own home. We own them to this day. Wow. And they've been really good little performers for us. Not, not the best because condo and condo fees and stuff, but, but we're definitely getting the value out of them for what we paid for them and stuff. And and we, that was one thing we were terrified at that point before, that was before we'd met our partner who was a property manager. So we were terrified of tenants and toilets, all that kind of stuff. So we thought, okay, condos, we don't have to worry about roofs and furnaces and all that kind of stuff. Got a tenant that's going to, you know, be there for a while and we don't have to worry about her and somebody who's been there for 17 years. How great could that be? So those were our first two purchases. Well, see, you did it really, really smart. Like you said, you got some things taken care of. You had these things that you didn't have to worry about. And you jumped in, which is the biggest thing. The biggest thing that new investors don't do. They don't take the leap. They don't take the jump. So now that we've talked about your first one, let us know how your business has evolved over the years and how you became who you are today. You know what? Continuously taking action. At some point, we were buying three houses in a month. <laughs> I still remember the first time we lost a deposit because we were buying three houses. The first one got approved. Then the second one got approved. Then the third one got approved and the second one got possession. The third one got possession and there was a delay on the first one for some reason. I can't remember why. And the lender said, no, I said, but you approved us already. Yeah, but you're too aggressive. Three properties in a month. So we lost three grand in a, in a deposit. So um, we thought, whatever, that's three grand. We know on these properties we're going to make we have, we're rents we were getting. On some of them, we were netting $500 a month. That was like six months, done, whatever. Um, a lot of people tend to focus on, oh, my gosh, I lost a deposit. I'll never do that again. You know what? We just, uh, didn't, we just spread it out so that we closed them before we close the next one in order so that that didn't happen. Uh, and so we just had to learn, learn a new strategy, talk to our coach, but why, well, how can they even do that? How can they take financing away after they already gave it to us? Well, yeah, you know what? It can happen right up till the day. So um, we, we kept the action. We kept leveling up. We kept getting, uh, as we hit different levels, we got different coaches because um, the, the coach at this level is not always the coach that's going to take you to the next level. Um, I wanted to uh, start start uh, sharing what I learned with people. So I signed up with a coach who was actually more of a network marketing coach than a real estate coach, but he had a real estate background. I learned how to, how to do videos and put on an event, all that from that coach. I still, I do videos almost every day and I do an annual event every year. And he came all the way to Flor from Florida to Regina, Saskatchewan, and walked me through my first event. This speaker, this speaker, this speaker, this, this, everything. And I, I follow that same format to this day. But then I felt sealing with that fellow, then, then to a next coach to systematize the business because you have to have systems in place to be able to scale. Um, one thing I learned very early on, kind of accidentally, um, our fear of being property managers 
was probably one of the best things that ever happened to us because we never stayed in that. We never managed our own properties. And now I see so many people get stuck at three or four properties because they decide to save that property management fee and do all that work themselves. Well, if you're doing all that work on three, four properties, your property management, your maintenance stuff, guess what? You don't have time to do anything else. You don't have time to learn. You don't have time to hang around with the people that are doing better than you because you're hanging around with the tenants and the toilets. So that's one of the things I tell, tell my students, do not property manage your own building. If you choose to, you make sure that you calculate the numbers so that the minute you got what you needed to learn and only do it to learn, you got what you need to learn, get out and go. Cause, cause the things that are going to make you money are the new purchases, the raising capital and the getting around the mentors and the other like-minded people. And if you spend all your time dealing with tenants and toilets, guess what? You're never, ever, ever going to grow. I love that quote. Don't spend your time with the tenants and toilets. They're great people and by all means use toilets, but don't clean them. Don't repair them. Exactly. exactly. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So I love how your business has evolved over the last, the last few years. And if you had to start from the beginning, what would you go back and change, if anything? You know, the experiences were amazing and the people I met, so probably nothing. But I would start straight into multifamily because um, it was kind of frustrating to get, you know, you get growing and you get moving along and all of a sudden your financing stopped and it did, does not matter. You know, back when we started, we started in 07, we were able to get 15 mortgages before we got cut off. So nowadays people are lucky, does not matter what your net worth is or income. They're lucky if they can get four. Uh, and so we, we got told it's going to, the ax is going to happen. Just be prepared and be ready. Um, so when it happened, uh, we, we, we were prepared. So we moved, moved into multifamily at that point, but I, I can show people how to start straight into multifamily and they're never looking at you. Like, like just for an example, the student I talked to again this morning, she says, Edna, but my income does not support an apartment building. I said, reminded her, your income does not need to support an apartment building. You've got a net worth and your, your net worth supports the mortgage that you need to get. So don't worry about your income. Um, a lot of people keep their jobs uh, way too long because they want the ability to get mortgages. So with houses, you have to have that. With multifamily, you don't have to have that. You don't even have to have a net worth because your investing partners can be the ones with the net worth. Mm -hmm. You have to have the deal though. So I would go straight into multifamily. So you, you sort of are like touching on a golden nugget right there about not, ha not, being, not, having, not needing to have the net worth or the, or the financial background, but your partner, your sponsor, your investment partners do. So how do you find those investment partners? Well, that's what I teach and train people on. So my background, this is where my background in financial advice came in really handy. You know, at the beginning when we, we raised capital and, and got all these deals, people would say to me, well, Edna, how did you do that? And, you know, I kind of thought, you know, 
I know it's because of my financial background. So yeah, you're probably right. You can't do that. That, that was how I thought at first. And then people kept asking me and I was talking to him and I, I helped actually a friend of mine, uh, build a, a portfolio of like 300 doors within a couple years before I started officially training people. And she was also a financial advisor. So she had a little bit of a head start. But you know what we both realized is we learned how to be financial advisors. We didn't know. I, I, I was a single mom with, a, with no university. I studied how to be a financial advisor and became a financial advisor. Um, so I thought, okay, you know what? I can teach people that. That's one of the, you know, they always say there's certain things that are your your sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I teach people how to be a financial advisor in the real estate world. And, and that's what's so exciting for me because there's a ton of people that want to invest in real estate, but they don't even know where to begin. And they need people like us to help them. So what, one of the mindset things, because I always tell people, uh, if, if they're not doing what they should be doing, it's a mindset issue. I tell them all the time, that's a mindset issue. That's a mindset. Uh, that's a mindset you have to get over. Um, once you realize that you've got the gold and you can help a lot of people, then that money is, that's, that's just money. I can help those people do something really productive with that money. Once you adopt that mentality, then you can. But you have to take your focus off yourself because a lot of people think, oh, there's so many people out there with all kinds of money and I don't have any money. That doesn't matter. You got the deal. You got the deal. And there's only three parts um, to, to a transaction. The money, the deal, uh, uh, oh, actually, and you, the, 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 the person who pulls it all together. And, and there's only, you've got two thirds of that. The investor has one third. So you're two thirds. Um, and in a lot of joint ventures, it's 50, 50 splits. So I say, where else can you get 50% when you're only doing one third and you got the easy part. All you have to do is write a check. And for anybody who doesn't believe that that's the easy part, they just have to write a check. You have to do the work. You got to find the deal. You got to manage the deal and you got to keep on top of it to make sure the deal works. So believe me, you earn your 50%, but you don't have to have your money in the deal. That is, I mean, okay, anybody that's listening right now, I know I say this on some of the podcasts, but not all of them, but definitely for this one, go back, uh, let's say about three to five minutes and re-listen to everything that Edna just said, because that was golden. She just told you and gave you, basically gave you the permission. If you haven't started in multifamily, she just gave you the permission to get into it. You don't need to have the financial background. You can learn that. You don't need to have the finances. You can get partners who do. You just need to be willing to put in the work and earn the money that you will make from this business. Amazing, amazing gives right there. So let's talk more about your business. What's one thing, one significant thing that your business is dealing with right now? Um. Let me try to think. You know, we, we, we waffle between going way bigger because we have those opportunities in front of us and downsizing. So, and, and the reason is, is because there's still too many things on both of our plates. My husband looks after all the maintenance guys and stuff like that. I still do too much bookkeeping and managing the money, but We've got, we're putting team members in place to help us with that. 
So if, if we can get the right team members in place to help us with that, it's going to be very easy for us to go this, this way, which, which is kind of where my heart says to go. But sometimes when we're overwhelmed and thinking, you know, you know, why was I, my husband, why was I work? He was putting up lights in one of our buildings the other day. And he goes, oh, it was so hot in there. I just about died. He's sitting at that table having a beer, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, you shouldn't have to do that, you know, but he, he likes doing some of the work. His brother was an electrician. He was helping him, you know, different stuff like that. So it was kind of a bonding time with his brother too. But at some point, you know, you don't, you don't want to be doing that kind of stuff. Um, and, but if, so we're, we're looking at building those team memberships. We're also looking at a possibility of putting all our stuff into a REIT. Uh, and then, then we just get to concentrate on what we do, uh, which I think is very, um, again, it's what allows you to scale, doing what you're absolute best at and giving up all the rest, even stuff you're good at, but not great at. You know, where's your sweet spot? And the more you can stay in that sweet spot, the, the better off you are. Oh my goodness. You just said amazing things that I have to, I constantly tell myself I have to learn. It's, it's a, uh, Ooh, I, I just talked to somebody about this. It's a uh, stop swinging the hammer. Yes. Stop swinging the hammer. You have better things to do than to be swinging the hammer. And it, but it sounds like your husband was just bonding with his brother, went out there. But if he finds himself that he's doing it too much, then he's, going, he's being counterproductive. He needs to be where, where he's best suited for. Even with you, you're in finance. You're yeah. probably excellent at the books. Should you be doing it? Could you probably find a CPA that's excellent at your books and you can just go back and check? Probably. So another gold nugget for my listeners out there, even when you get to the level that Edna is at, you're still going to be learning. You're still going to be making mistakes. You're still going to be trying to level up your life. So we, Edna just told us how she can level up her life by systematizing her business and leveraging people. Let's Let's dive into that a little bit because it sounds like you want to do one of two things. Edna either wants to go straight up. It sounds like that she's headed in that direction or she wants to downsize. So for my listeners out there, and I know we've, all, we've, we've taped this and this is long ago and you're probably listening to this probably like two weeks later, but if you can get on Facebook and look up Edna, look at me up and t let's, t let's have a conversation about this on Facebook. Let's talk about where Edna should go. I kind of think I know the answer. I kind of think my listeners do too. So Edna, <laughs> if you're still questioning where you should be doing and what you should be doing, I think you already answered your question. I think you should be looking up. I mean, that's, that's the only way to go is forward, right? Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about moving forward. Well, I, again, if we can get the team in place, and I mean, it's, it's there. I, right now I have three bookkeepers downstairs uh, because we brought it in-house. In the past, it was always like a contract position. So I did a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff, but they did all the, you know, month-end and year-end and taxes and all that kind of stuff. But I want to get to the point where I don't have to write a check. I don't have to make an e-transfer uh, that, you know, Funds get allocated to this, this, and this, and, and I don't have to be the one in the bank accounts every day, you know, moving the money to where it needs to be and stuff. And, and I told, actually, a new, new employee and, and my operations manager this morning, I want to get to that point. If I can get to that point, um, I, I'm the rainmaker. I'm the moneymaker. That's what I should be doing 24-7. I should never be paying a bill. 
they should not even bring me a bill. Like, like I get, um, uh, just as an example, the other day we got uh, our cable bill, uh, cable cut off at our Airbnb. And I went, why did that happen? Well, here we found out that they were not sending us the bill. They were sending the bill to the apartment. Well, so I'm going, I'm all upset, you know, and, and I go, you know what? I should never have to deal with a hundred dollar problem. I can make or break 20 grand in a 15 minute conversation. I should never be bothered with a hundred dollar problem. That's my team knows that it's still a little bit of a habit for me to get involved in that once in a while. But if I can get past those thinking that I got to solve the hundred dollar problems, get the team in place that can do that. I can go sell, solve the million dollar problems. You know, I said to the, the team the day that that happened, I said, you know, I'm working on a $4 million deal right now. We just financed a $4 million deal working on another one. And I do not get as stressed dealing with a deal like that as I did on a hundred dollar bill. Do not talk to me about a hundred dollar bill ever. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bingo. So when you get at the level that Edna's at, that's exactly the mindset that you need to have. So for my beginner investors out there, yes, this is where you want to reach to. You want to get to the point where you're not dealing with the hundred dollar bills, that you're not dealing with one of your Airbnbs getting cut off electrically because somebody forgot to pay the bill, which was probably you because you're still doing those problems. But like you, you're listening to Edna and Edna knows where she has to go. She has to go up. She's systematizing. She's getting her team members in place. So once you're at that level, you will find those team members. And it's just really, it's just a continuation of when you first start, when you first start, you find those people to level you up Mm -hmm. as you be, as you go higher and higher, you're still looking for people, but now you're looking for people that you can help bring up and teach them how to do it and level up the business as you're going up with it. Oh my goodness. So much golden nuggets here. I can't believe it. Thank you so much, Edna. My pleasure. So before I let you go, let's talk about a few other things. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. What do you have a morning routine and what is it? Oh, yes, I do. I wake up every morning at 545 and I make myself a coffee and grab my books and my my uh, iPhone and my earbuds. And I sit on the couch and I meditate for anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes. And uh, I for the first 20 minutes, I try to just clear my mind uh, because I, I'm a strong believer in that. I listen to an Esther Hicks video at least once a morning. Sometimes I listen to it as I'm getting ready before I meditate. Sometimes I listen to it after. Sometimes as I'm making my coffee. Um, big believer in uh, power of uh, law of attraction. So you mentioned that earlier. Uh, so I listen to one of her videos. And then uh, I make notes. I try to I read or listen to a video in that time frame too. Um, I, I take that time to myself every morning from 5.45 till I walk into my office about 8.30. And uh, every other day I'm at the gym. So there's about 45 minutes in there by the time I travel to the gym and get back. And the other days I get on my treadmill and just try to do, try to do some exercise. If we're at the cottage, it's a, a long walk, um, that sort of thing. So meditation, 
notes on the meditation because I love if I get inspired ideas during that time and then some exercise. At all that before I ever start work. So I have from six o'clock, because that's by the time that I have my coffee made and stuff, from six till 8.30 is my time. Nobody's up in my house. If they are, they're getting ready for work and school and, and I might make breakfast in there if the kids are going to school that day. Um, and But then other than that, it's it's my time, me time, and that's the stuff that, that I work on. So so my mindset and, and learning. I love that. I, I'm, I'm completely a morning person too. I need to have my time. I am working on extending that time. Uh, 6 to 8.30 would be awesome. It but is. for it everyone is. that's listening out there, even if you're not a morning person, find the time either in the morning, during the day, at night, whenever, you're, whenever you have time just to relax and meditate and give yourself, give yourself a moment to be you, mm-hmm. to like get inside you. So more questions. What are words that you live by? Um, wh- one of the sayings that I always have is don't argue for your limitations. Do you know, it's so easy for us to say, oh, I can't do that. So, so I always try to remind myself, I have it on my board right in front of me. Do not argue for your limitations, argue for your greatness. And, and it's, it's not easy sometimes to remind yourself that you can do this and you can do that and you can get better and you can do more um, because it's, it's kind of human nature to go the other way to say, I can't do that. Um, so I just like to remind myself all the time that, you know what, I always think the universe has my back. I just have to keep moving forward and things are going to fall into place. Um, and if you can move forward, I call it moving forward with faith. Uh, you've got everything handled. I, I'm trying to write all this down because I, that's, I'm going to write that on my board today. Don't argue for your limitations. Argue for your greatness. Too many times I even find myself arguing for my limitations. So thank you for that. I just like took a nice deep breath of fresh air and breathed that words of wisdom in just to like get it deep down inside me. Because I mean, if, if my listeners out there take anything away from this podcast, I want you to t- take that away. Don't argue for your limitations, argue for your greatness. So I have a couple more questions. What steps would you give someone new to real estate as vital pieces to start their business, to start and get into real estate? Um, you know, there's a ton of free resources on the internet podcasts, for example, are great ways to learn. So my kudos to you for doing this because, you know, getting, getting around like-minded people includes listening to podcasts, listening to Facebook lives, being in Facebook groups where people are talking about it, getting around like-minded people. Those are the things that are going to help up, up level you. Um, and so, so there's a ton of free resources, but when you get serious about really doing something different than what you've done in the past, you need a coach. Uh, you need, I, I've had a coach personally since 1999 and I'm never without one. Sometimes I'm, I'm a few months while I'm uh, deciding on my next one, finishing up with one, because usually there's, you know, time frames to go through that you got to put everything in place so you learn everything. And then listen to your coach. If you're signing up with somebody and you're paying them five, 10, 20, I've paid up to 50 grand a year for a coach. And, but you got to listen to them because 
there's a reason you signed up for them. Uh, and and uh, there's something there. They know stuff that you don't know. Uh, listen, learn, and every everything will get better. So let's talk a little bit about your coaching program and the best way to get in contact with you. Sure. Uh, my website is ednakeep.com. Uh, everything is on there. I have a, a free webinar that I invite people to watch, which is at uh, ednakeep.com slash 90 days to 5k. The premise behind my program is I can teach you how to be making 5,000 a month in passive income through investing in multifamily, uh, primarily with other people's money. And in 90 days, you're going to know exactly what it's going to take for you to be making that 5,000 a month in passive income. And you probably can do it in three to five years. We did it in 18 months. So I'm giving you extra time, but three to five years. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us, Edna. I'm so grateful for you, to, for you being here. My mind has been blown this whole, entire podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I inspired you. So like I said before, I love what you're doing. Doing podcasts like this is such a powerful resource for people. So, you know, if people listen to your podcast every day, they are hanging out with you, right? Yes. 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 And, and when they write on their sheet, who's my mentor? It's Jason and Peely because I listen to their podcast <laughs> no matter what. And it will rub off. It absolutely will rub off because you can't help. It's like a, a tide that rises all ships. You can't yes. help, but but move up your mindset and your and your and the things you need to learn by being around the right people. But in order to rise with all of us, you have to jump in first. You do, yeah. Oh. You do. On that note, thank you again, Edna. You're most this welcome. <laughs> this is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you again so much to Edna Keep, And I am so grateful for everyone out there who's listened today. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today.